Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late. The train's Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. It's Employee of the Month with Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. Welcome to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. In this episode, I sat down with um, indie actress Greta Gerwig, who is no longer really an indie actress. Um, not that indie means what it used to mean, because now such major studios and financiers um, often invest in quote-unquote independent films. Basically, anything that's not Batman 7 um, is an indie film these days. However, you will know Greta Gerwig if you love uh the films she has done with Noah Baumbach, including Greenberg, Francis Ha, Mistress America. She also, before that, was really um, pivotal in the mumblecore movement. I, I, I hesitate to think of it as a movement because that makes it seem political versus like, hey, we don't have any money, but we really want to do films. And that's how the Duplass brothers and John Swanberg got their start. Um, and the Duplass brothers are now uh, all over, uh, not just Metro Signs, but um, also all over television and film as well as a result of them figuring out a way to make their own work. And they actually seem like really great guys who try to help others as well. Um, It was a pleasure to sit down with Greta and speak about acting, writing, and directing, uh, which she's doing now um, with her first film. We spoke about that and a little sneak preview of Maggie's Plan, uh, which was just in Sundance. Um, Enjoy our interview, recorded live at Joe's Pub. The nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. (laughs) I got a lot of uh, fan letters from from, uh, men with with having you on the, the show. Not to me, they were about you, but they wrote them to me about you. It was great. Um, I wanted to start out. You grew up in, in Sacramento, and I yes, I did. Shout out to Sacramento. We got some Sacramento Sac- in the house, Sacktown. I um, grew up in River Park. Does that mean anything to you? Oh, Chico! I love it. That's the universal Chico sign. Um, you you. I had heard you said that you loved community theater there. Did you go to it? Were you involved in it? Do you I, remember even saying this? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, both, I both went to it a lot, and I, I did it a lot. So, um, and that was sort of how I... I, I, I it, it seemed like theater was made by people, and I would go see, you know, my substitute teacher was in, like, Waiting for Godot at the community theater, and I'd go see it, and I just... Um, I, I love, I still love community theater. And then when I was, when uh, Waiting for Guffman came out, it was like my prayers had been answered. And I was like, this is my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> to, see, to see these people live. Um, I also wanted to ask, you shared an office when you first started out with Lena Dunham? 
Yes, I did. I was uh, when you guys were both starting out. Yeah, I was 23 and she was 21, and we shared an office and uh, on Lower Broadway, and she was um, editing her web show, Delusional Downtown Divas, and um, I was putting myself on tape for lots of things I didn't get. And um, I know the feeling. Sitting on my hard drive, which I need to make an art project of at some point, is Lena reading the other part in all these audition tapes I made. And um, we couldn't get through them because they were so ridiculous. One of them said, like, the stage direction at the top, before the lines came, was just said, the pterodactyl retreats. (laughs) And I don't know how to play that. (laughs) Other than, like, oh, good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) The pterodactyl's gone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, and, and, and then she'd be playing boys, and it would be like, why didn't you call me last night, Rob? And then she'd, she'd be the guy. And Anyway, they were pretty terrible, and I never got the parts. But uh, the tapes are great. <laughs> well, we can segue to parts you started to, to get with, um, in a genre that's now referred to as mumblecore. Um, you know, Duplass Brothers, and, and you looked, uh, worked a lot with Swanberg. But you had started in a, a more theater background. Was it, was it odd to switch to um, improvising or ad-libbing? Well, I got rejected from every graduate school I applied to, so it was a pretty easy How choice. How many did you apply to? Three. Okay. Only the good... The, like, the, I really thought highly of myself. I applied, not, <laughs> I applied as a playwright to um, Yale, Juilliard, and NYU, and just got like a universal... No well, thanks. Had you been James Franco, I know I would have my P- I would have like three PhDs by now. Yeah. But um, but no, I got rejected. Um, and I recently went back and read the play that I had submitted. Um, and I thought I was gonna have that thing where you like look back at something you wrote and you think, oh, this was terrible. I understand. And I still thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I think that's better because I think it tells you how arbitrary, particularly in the arts, these things are. It was funny. Yes. It was about. It was. It was a play about Kant and Newton as thirteen-year-old boys. Trying to um, date girls and and debating um, the nature of space, and it's really funny. I would, I, I don't know. I think they made a mistake. I. <laughs> well, I'm now you can produce it for money, so screw them, you know. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. If, if everyone walks away with one thing tonight, I think that's the most important. Yeah. Go yeah. fuck Yale. Um. I would like to show a little clip from, I think it's from uh, Baghead. Um, oh, God. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I really didn't know that this was happening right now, yeah. but great. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. It's an older picture of you, sorry. Well, that's, that's why we're originally going to do the show. I, um, I just wanted to tell you. Mm-hmm that I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing too. Chad, you're so, uh, you're so amazing. No, I, but I really think that you are probably the most 
sweet and innocent and pure people that I think I've ever met. That's what's so great about you. You're like, you like, um, it's like my, you're like my best friend, but also like my brother. I don't, I don't have brothers, but I feel like that's what they would do. That's what you do. You, you're everything, Chadworth. Oh. You're everything to me. <laughs> You're like family and friend. Like... <laughs> you headbutted me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh. <laughs> it's such great acting. Yeah. That feels yeah. extremely real. It was, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was uh, the the Duplass brothers. I haven't seen that since I since I watched it um, the, for the first time in Sundance when I was very young and. It's just I'm 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 very proud of it. I really enjoy my own work. Apparently, (laughs) embarrassed. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. I wish I had some self-esteem. Do you want to talk about the jokes that you did that really worked tonight? No. I don't know if any of them did. (laughs) Yeah, that was was a fond memory. All right, thank you so much. Where's that Japanese blow-up doll when you need it? Um, People, I imagine, uh, project on a persona onto you. Is there some freedom in that? Like, do you feel like you get to hide behind it? I was trying to see if there's any positive to sort of having people assume that they know you better than they do. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I grew, because I grew up in Sacramento, which is like in some ways a small town. I mean, it, it's a city, but it feels like a small town. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Other than I felt like everyone there knew like it was the kind of place where if I was driving weird down the street someone would call my mom and say Greta's making an illegal left turn and um and I feel like whatever uh I feel like when people feel as if they know you through your films uh it's some it's if it feels familiar to me it's like oh because we all live in this town I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I mean, mostly, I would say some of my parts, there's like a lot of abusive men who want to date me. Mm. Um, Particularly after one movie, I played a personal assistant who was very um, not self-confident. And I, I got a number of weird date offers because they were like, you'll put up with anything. And I was like, no, I'm very... I lay down the law, and you think that I'm a pushover, and I'm not. So, I don't know. I guess pluses and minuses. Yeah. That was terrible. 
Um, no, I was trying to look for the positive because it's, it's an yes, odd dynamic no. where people actually um, see you all the time right. and you haven't seen them. Right, right. Like they've seen your face and so they'll be like, oh, Greta. And you're like, uh, do we, you know? Right, right. No, mostly it's nice. Mostly yeah. it's nice. Mostly it's good. It's, it's mostly sweet. Um, another thing that I was so happy to hear you talk about was that you, you do um, write all the time. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy writing. Yeah. And again, I can't relate to that feeling even though that's what I get paid to do. And um, I wanted, wanted to hear... Um, I, I get what, like, how acting would help writing. Mm-hmm. Does writing help acting? Um, yeah, yeah, I think, well, for me, it helped in the, like, um, when I, when I went to, I went to Barnard College for Women, um, yeah, uptown, um, and, uh, they, when you audition for the theater department, you, like, you want to get into the departmental shows that are, like, the official shows, and, um, they have this process where you have to audition in front of everybody else who's going to audition. So you walk up and then you do your like two minutes of, um, you know, whatever is whatever it is you're going to do. And I, I spent um, the first couple of years auditioning for the department shows, which I never I never got in. Um, doing pieces that I thought were like, well, these are really acting pieces and this really shows, you know, I'm going to be in these important things. And um, then when I seriously started writing, I was like, pick a piece of writing that you just like and you understand and that you connect with. And I felt like I, I got that through writing. And I, and I stopped trying to pick things that were acting showcases. And um, I just went for what writing I connected to. And I connected to uh, playwright Will Eno. Yes. And I did a piece from Tom Paine, um, even though it was written for a man. I felt like, yeah. I, I, I kind of know how to say this. And I'll say this. And that, that play was amazing. My friend uh, directed that play. It's great. Al Brooks and James Urbanik. They made their career. Like, literally, the director was temping. And at like yeah. five, I've texted him a little too early in the morning. But I was like, oh, the New York Times just gave you a rave review. And then he stopped tempting after that. And his entire life, he's just the happiest human being. No, I don't know how he is it now. Was but a, it was a very... It was a <laughs> but very, he got to stop tempting. It was a very formative play for me. And it's not that the pieces that were kind of acting pieces were, um, were bad writing. It was just... It, it was like once I started really... Good, writing a lot it was like that's that's your way in those are the pieces you you feel yeah um i wanted to show a little clip from maggie's plan yes yes um uh, because you were talking about academia yes um and uh this takes place in new york and um jason is is it okay to show a clip okay great great Something satisfying to feel like, yes, that is true. Oh, Felicia. That's right. What time is that bike fellowship meeting? Uh, Thursday at 7. All right, great, thanks. That's so funny, you know John Harding. Oh, we're on a committee together. He's a real panty melter. Why? Oh, nothing. We just, we had a mix-up with our checks because of our names, Harden Harding. Right. He's one of the bad boys of fictocritical anthropology. Apparently, he was a big deal in Chicago. And now he just does adjunct work here, but they're really salivating for him to work full-time. Why won't he? 
I don't know. I think it has something to do with his wife. Apparently, she's some sort of monster. Where did you hear this? Around. You know, she's got tenure at Columbia. Georgette Nurgard. Uh, the words glacial and terrifying have been bandied about. Then again, I have heard myself described as a psychotic bitch, but I think I'm actually pretty nice, so I can't believe everything you hear. If you say she's like terrified, it's not nearly as strong as saying she's terrified. You know, like is a language condom. Trust me. Where the f is my chicken? Now you're directing your first film, Lady Bird? Yes, I'm directing my first film this summer in Sacramento. Um, I'm, 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 I'm trying to make it in Sacramento. So, yeah. Um, yes, but there's no tax break in California for filmmaking the way there is here. This you is something... I know, I know, but it doesn't look like Sacramento. <laughs> That's the issue. These are, um, and you're going to be working with uh, Scott Rudin? What's that like? Oh, Scott, I love, I would, you know, the four little words I had always wanted to hear was Scott Rudin is calling. <laughs> I was, I, I love, yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, he, he changed, he really changed my life um, as an actor and as a writer and, um, and he got behind this movie and um, it's, it's going to be, yeah, we're making it this summer and he's, um, I, he, he's, he's responsible for some of the films and theater pieces that I've loved most in my life, and I feel like very honored that he's working with me in this capacity. How is negotiating financing? Like, how do you know how to go off and do that stuff? Oh, that's really hard. Actually, um, no, like I, uh, before Scott came on, um, the, the set of people who finance films is a, like a legitimately creepy set of people. Um, I was, I did meetings with people who, you know, have money to invest in films and there would be like, there's like one guy who's clearly a film nerd and then another guy who's like talking like he's, you know, he's, he's very like, thug life and he's got all these tattoos and his hat's low and he's like you know what up I'm from Baltimore and like and then and then we're talking and then I'm like where'd you go to high school and he's like chote <laughs> and I was like oh, so a boarding so you, school. you're the one with money <laughs> and <laughs> okay alright um, so uh, but it's, it's a very interesting world um, but uh but I, yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, I, I try to make films for as little as I can get away with because um, I feel like I, I would just want to keep making them, and I don't want anything I do to like break the bank. Well, I, it's a smart way to do it, and hopefully, you can write about these characters uh, in in your future films. Um, I they want, all go to Chote. <laughs> they all go to Chote is the answer. No, don't send your kids no. to that boarding school. No. Um, and uh, Sayo, how do I pronounce her name? It was going to be Sersha. Sersha. Sersha Ronan, Ronan, who's in Brooklyn, right? Yes, and she'll be at the Oscars on Sunday. Fantastic. And she's on Broadway right now. Yes. Or but soon. At the same time. Uh, Crucible. Yeah. At the same time. 
Incredible. Well, I hope you will come back when you have more films out. Yes, um, I will. And now that you're switching to directing from acting, I wanted to get you some uh, book that I thought would be helpful called The Narcissist You Know. Yeah. Um, hopefully this will help with actors. Um, Defending that- yourself against extreme narcissists. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, you seem like a, a matcha green tea type of person. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Um, <laughs> I also got you a notebook because, of course, I, I do not want you to stop writing in some writer's cell for when it gets oh. um, too tough. Um, but, Greta, I'm such a fan of you personally and of your work, and Thank I'm so you. grateful you came out tonight. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. Thank you to Alex Seiner at Superfine Audio. Thank you to Joe's Pub, and thanks to all of you for listening. Have a good one. And it sounds like, yeah, you got to act and write in order to make sure that you get um, the parts you want. And if you happen to be an accountant, well, this is probably not very helpful. Actually, you're probably really thrilled because you can file your taxes much more easily. So pretty sure this episode worked out well for everyone. Have a good one. Uh, Talk to you next week.